welcome to Dynastream's podcast, I said a prayer for you today. My hope is that you will be powerfully encouraged through real life situations, prayers, and encouraging words. Each episode is from the heart, not trying to be perfect, just being real for real needs. Feel free to share these episodes with those that you feel may need some loving strength. All right, let's begin. Hello, my friends. I'm here to encourage you today with a little extension on what I shared the other day about broken glass. And the Lord took me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. You're probably familiar with it, but I'm going to read some of it with you. And this is Paul, and he's pleading with some people. And it's the Corinthians. The important things are how we fight our battles. So I'm going to begin with 2 Corinthians chapter 10. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And then it goes on, and I pick up in verse 8. For even if I should boast somewhat more about our authority, which the Lord gave, he gave it to us for edification not for destruction. I shall not be ashamed. And this is so exciting for me personally, things that God has been doing or placing on my heart and taking steps of obedience and then watching him just show up in the world, just show up in things around me. And so this one is especially detailed for me. So it says, um, for in his letters, they say, uh, for his letters, they say, are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. Let such a person consider this, that what we are in word by letters, when we are absent, such we will also be indeed when we are present. So don't be discouraged or fooled. If you feel weak, you feel like you are not enough wherever you go, whatever you're doing, and God places something on your heart. And maybe, maybe you're, you're writing a note or maybe you're doing what God's asking you to do. And you feel like, oh my gosh, like an author, so many authors, they're writing books. And yet if you see some of these authors or experience or encounter some of the authors that write these super detailed books and maybe they're ungodly books, fiction, which is not true, they write these books that people get so into and they want to meet this author. Wow, what a sense of adventure. And they're writing from their imagination. And some of them are very... Um, what do you call it? introverted, don't like to be around people, they just write, don't put me out in there, um, they don't know how to communicate with people. And so I want to encourage you that what Paul says 
as though the letter, people think, well, your letters are weighty, but you, when you're here, you're kind of lowly. And even Paul said he's kind of lowly in presence, um, who in presence am lowly among you, but being absent and bold towards you. So Paul knew how he needed to communicate. He knew how he needed to be. He had gone through so much. And he went and he told them. And, and the Jews, five times he received 40 stripes minus one, which is 39. And so he go through all these, all the things that he went through because of his deep concern for all the churches. His deep concern for the people of God. He went through that to get the word to the people for hope, for encouragement, to be able to see God, experience God and who he is, and that he will fight for you. And then when I shared with you about the broken glass and the thread amongst it, so the very day I shared that with you, the next day, I would encounter people around me, literally people looking for glass. Somebody else actually was looking for thread. And then went a step further to say invisible thread. And then someone's looking for something for him. And at first in an environment where you know you're spiritually being pressed on, It was really weighty. But then as God would show me in my heart and in my spirit, if that would come about, if it was the enemy and heard all these things, he also heard the truth because the truth of God's word never returns void. So as the truth goes out, if there are these chattering, listening people of ungodliness wanting to just cause fear and and antagonize and torment, they're getting the word of God. And even though they may not be displaying it, it's going out, accomplishing that for which it was sent. And so now we're going to flip it and say, okay, God shows up. To show me people here. When you do as God has asked you to do, he carries it where it needs to go. And some of this I see like people from the old country. It, it just looks like the, the old man, the old something. People are looking, people are searching, people are seeking. And they're hearing things, but they don't know where they're hearing it from. They're responding to things, but they don't know what they're responding to. So that's the evidence. What is it? Um, The evidence of things hoped for and things unseen. It's in Hebrews. And so I know you'll have to go look that up because even when I can't remember going, I know this. I know this scripture. I've written it out. I've had it on my wall. And so after this, I'm going to go look it up as well. Because God has a message for all of us. When you can't remember something that you know that you know, And you have to go look it up. Or maybe I get it incorrect and you're like, well, no, that wasn't Jericho. That was this. Because you went and looked it up. God had something for you. And so I am not trying to be perfect by any means. But I know you don't have to be perfect for God to do a perfect work. 
You step out in faith. Paul wasn't perfect. None of the disciples of Jesus were perfect. In fact, some people would would think that they were so much wrong with them. But that's judgment. God picked who he knew he needed to use for the purposes and plans that he had. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So when you have a thought that is not of God, the thought you take captive. You don't take people captive. The thought. And what do you do with that thought? You determine, is this something that God would have me thinking about? If not, then you need to give it to God and ask the Lord, direct me in your word, direct me in your truth. What do you want me to be, what do you want me to read? What do you want me to be thinking about? And we all begin to think about these things and then it leads to just sometimes destruction. It leads to things that are just discouraging and and just awful. It's weighty. But he says, give that weight to him. Give your burden to him. Because his burdens are light. And go look up those scriptures. He can handle it. He is stronger than you could ever think or imagine. It is in his strength that we can do things. Because God is able to do far greater than we can think or imagine. So what those people can imagine, they write all these books and they write all these just creative, oh my gosh, unimaginable things, but they imagined it and they wrote it and they created it. God can do far greater. No matter what people can think, God can do far greater. And so as I shared with you the thread and even the thread that was kind of woven through with the broken glass and how that would show up throughout my life. And then someone comes in asking for invisible thread. But it was also how God used that to show me what some other people are up to. See, the invisible thread, like the Jezebelic spirit, the controlling and the manipulation, invisible threads, like puppeteering. I've seen that on people. I've seen that even on my son when I watched. I watched him get a phone call and then almost like hypnosis. He just would stand up like, what is happening? How this was done, who did this, I don't know. But I tried to break it off and I'm like, Lord, I prayed and prayed and I felt like God feeled. I didn't know how, and I prayed. I took him at his word, and I've told you this. I've gone out in the field, and I've just cried out to him, yelled to him, argued with him, whatever you want to call it, but I'm out in the field with my Bible, and I'm like, Lord, you said. And then he would turn me into the things that he said and how much he loves. And so I'm going to go back to where he took me after Second Corinthians and the broken glass and how God's ways are higher than our ways. And literally people would come in asking where the glass was. The jars, the pitchers, the glass items, the the vases, the vessels. And so God would show me, and I knew it was in here. I might have gotten it wrong. I might have thought it was Jericho. It wasn't the walls of Jericho. It was Gideon and the Midianites. And here's what I loved about that. They won the battle surrounding the city, and they had a trumpet. And remember I said... I I read the scripture that says, and if the trumpet is blown and people cannot hear it, if a trumpet doesn't make the trumpet sound, how are they going to know to go to battle? 
Gideon used the trumpet. He gave the 300 people, the 300 warriors, the trumpet, a pitcher, an empty one, and torches. And then he told them to be quiet. And then when he said to blow the trumpet, then they all blew the trumpet and crashed the pitcher. The sound of that crashing, the people in the camp of the Midianites, they were scared, they were crying out, and they fled. But also the Lord would have them turning on themselves. So their own camp destroyed themselves. You see, sometimes people try to do that where they try to cause trouble so that the people begin to fight amongst themselves and they destroy themselves like imploding. But it was the Lord in the camp of the Midianites. The Lord placed that on them. And I think if I can find it real quick, it shows it. And it was in um, Judges 7 where, and let me see if I can get it real quick. Okay, in Judge seven twenty two, when the three hundred blew the trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his companion throughout the camp, and the army fled to, and then he names the places they fled as far as the border of, and they names the different cities. They fled to the borders, but they turned their swords on their own camp people. But the interesting aspect was Gideon was going to battle. God was talking to Gideon. He told them, he told them that he was giving this camp into his hands and then says, but if you are still afraid. So he already told them what he, the God of all, the creator of the heaven and earth, God told him he was giving it into his hands. But if you're still afraid, go down to the camp, then you're going to hear the people talking. So he told them, go down there. You'll hear him talking. And they did. He heard them. And they knew that they were going to lose this battle. They knew what was going to happen. So not only did someone have a dream, but Gideon was able to hear it. So he listened to the Lord of, well, if you're still afraid, go down and listen. He listened, he heard, and he heard the interpretation. And there was victory. And so he had 300, but he started out with thousands because the Lord said, mm-mm. Because amongst those thousands, there were people who were afraid. There were people that just didn't belong there. And the ones he said, those who lapped up, putting their hand to their mouth. That's the ones. And he said, by these 300, uh, by the 300 men who lapped up, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the others just, let all those go home. He didn't say, you know, beat them over the head, train them up, get them ready. He said, nope. Because what happens when you're getting a drink of water is if your head is down and it's because it's a pond, they didn't have something to drink with. But those who lifted their hand to their mouth to drink, they were probably still watching. They probably knew they needed to continue looking around because it could put them in danger when they were in thirst and they're not protected. Unless, you know, someone is standing there. Okay, I'm at watch while you take a drink. Now you watch while I take a drink. No, they all were able to lift their hand and take a drink and continue watching. They quenched their thirst, still watching. 
And so, my friend, I just want to, I just want to, just encourage you. God will lead you in His Word because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not like everybody else. God will lead you in ways and fight these battles for you. As you listen, as you step out in faith, the word will never return void and it will accomplish that for which it is sent. So I've shared with you the battles. They're not with flesh and blood. And remember, our battles with the powers and principalities, not people. It's the powers and principalities that people are operating in. God is able to deliver them from evil. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus taught us how to pray and then deliver us from the evil one. That's what you want to ask. And if it's and if it's something, you know, within our hearts because of whatever it was from our past, we are not perfect. And until we meet him face to face, we will continue to be set free from things. And as you are set free, you're conquering. You are conquering battles even for other people. As you walk through that battle, even for your own life, you are, you are winning battles for other people as well. And so my friend, be encouraged. Your daily life, there are things that God is teaching you and training you. And as God shows up, his angels are among you. I've experienced it in my daily life. And sometimes I will just feel that that burden, that heavy laden. And the word says, come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And you come to him and you're like, Lord, I just feel so discouraged. He says, just come to me. And so you pray and you worship. There were situations where I knew there was, there was just somebody that was, it just had this ick. It sounded all churchy condemning but yet trying to sound nice I just began as I'm working and doing my thing I began to sing worship to the Lord how great is our God and I'm just singing as I work out loud and you know the some of the final words is we got to get out of here I knew that it was a spirit that was sent to torment and though it sounded like it was nice words, it wasn't. And you know, nobody else joined in. How great is our God? And so I was okay with that. And is it easy to be singing a song when other people hear and, you know, it's, you're not necessarily a singer? but you're just worshiping God with your heart through your mouth rather than remain silent begin to shift the atmosphere and it shifted and that ick left even said we got to get out of here and so my friend God will lead you in his word and he will show you and even if you don't get it right maybe maybe you trip it up and you say well it's this story and I think it's this story and this happened and then go into his word and look it up because he'll have something whether it be that story you may open your bible and you see something else that just seems to really magnify and stand out to you that might be what you need to read Sometimes I'm heading to look up a scripture 
And all of a sudden I'm drawn to this scripture and my eye goes right to it. And that's exactly what I needed to be encouraged that day. God's just drawing you into his word to look up things. Because you don't have to be perfect for God to do a perfect work. He will accomplish his word for that which is sent. And so my friend, I am ever more confident that even though I stumble through sharing with you, trying to encourage you with life examples that you see you have hope in a risen Christ. You have hope. The God who created all of the heavens and the earth, everything in it, is able to do far greater than you can think or imagine. And when the world is throwing at you fear and torment and destruction and all kinds of things that this is more powerful, that's more powerful, and God doesn't exist, and all this kind of stuff. And then you start to see people wanting to read their Bible. They wanting to know this God. And some of the most people that were the most against God began to prove he didn't exist using his word are the ones that began to share him with the utmost passion because they said, this must be. And yet they were so against it. But once you get into his word and begin to read, and he begins to show up for you. Because he is the Lord God who is love, who is life. He repairs, he restores, he redeems. He's your Abba Father. He is so much more than you could ever think or imagine. And we say, well, I need this today. And he's, he's, he's the healer, but I need encouragement. He's also your encourager. Well, how can he encourage when I need to improve my finances? He's your provider. He will lead you and guide you in all truth. People may fail you, but God never will. I had a pastor one time encourage me with those words that were so powerful, it's like it's etched on my heart. People will fail you, but God will never fail you. Love never fails. Earthly love may fail because it might be lust. It might be all these other kind of things, but God's love will never fail you. And when you love so very deeply, sometimes it really, really hurts because it is powerful. God is powerful. His love for you that he would send Jesus to die on the cross, an excruciating death. He took it all to the grave. But the beautiful part of it is he rose again. He was not left there. And he's coming back. He lives in your heart when you said yes to him, the Holy Spirit. How lovely is his dwelling place. So my friend, you are lovely. God said it. You are his dwelling place. And God doesn't live someplace that he doesn't like. God isn't going to be someplace he doesn't like. He loves the whole world. He sent Jesus to walk amongst us. He lives in your heart because he loves you. He designed you. And if you think you're not good enough, and you said yes to Jesus, you said yes to Christ, you said, Lord, I want you to live in my heart. I want you to lead me and guide me in all truth. 
He's not going to live in a place that's disgusting. So if you think that's your heart, God doesn't think that about you. Or he wouldn't dwell with you. Those are the things of the world to try to get you to think awful of yourself. Because if you think you are awful, you are not good enough. If you think that you can't do it, that that you're going to hurt somebody or that you're going to mess it up or maybe you're too sloppy or too this or too that or too fancy or too, too, too or not enough, not enough, not enough. That is the world's interpretation of what their expectations are. But when you have the Christ in you leading and guiding in all truth and you step out in faith, he can do far more with that than the best 10-year plan ever, the best whatever plan, because he's got an eternal plan. It's a whole lot longer. It's a whole lot bigger, a whole lot more detailed. God is in the details. So my friend, be encouraged. Because 2 Corinthians 10, 2 Corinthians 10, Judges 7, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. He won the battle by reducing the amount of people. And it was surrounding the camp that it was already, he told them, he already gave it to them. He already gave. It wasn't like, I'm going to give. I gave you the camp of the Midianites into your hand. But if you're still afraid. Okay, so God said this to him and he was still afraid. How do you know? Because. As he went to the camp, he followed the instruction of the Lord. Go ahead. Go to the camp and check and see. Because God knew they would be talking amongst themselves. He knew the encouragement that Gideon needed to accomplish the task at hand. He knew that he would be afraid. The victory was already his, but he knew. And he knew how to walk him through it. He knew how to strengthen him. He knew how to give him courage and instruction. And with that, he had the passion to lead his people, to surround the city. And then when he surrounded the city, they got the camp. They also got the watering holes because it's important. Jesus is the wellspring of life. The springs, the water. And so I want to encourage you. As you win these victories, it may be seemingly small in your opinion or in what you're, maybe you just don't even realize you just got a victory. Every time I encourage you, to me, that's a victory for me, a personal victory. Every time I encourage you. Sometimes I'm afraid. Sometimes I don't think I can do anything. But God still does it. If he leads you into his word, And I hope you're going into his word even deeper to find out what is God saying to me for my situation right now? Because I know he's speaking to you. He's giving you remembrances. He's giving you images, uh, memories, reminders, thoughts, words, scriptures. I know he is because that's who he is. That's what he does. Not because of me, but because of his love for you and what you're walking through. What his purposes and plans for you are. He is going to lead you and guide you. And when Gideon went to the camp, he didn't just hear it. 
but it was interpreted as well. Some people will try to interpret things for you, but when God interprets something that you have seen or you experience, and he interprets it through the Holy Spirit in his word, taking life examples, and he will bring you to the truth of it, you just kind of go, oh my gosh, God, you are so amazing. And how many times he's done that in my life, and I still go, I've shared this with you, the doubt, well, maybe this is the time he's not going to show up. That's not the God we serve. He not only always shows up, he is always with you. He never left. He never leaves. He said he will never leave you nor forsake you. And I know there are so many, even, (laughs) I'm not even going to go there because there's been so much discouragement in the people that you thought would be so encouraging. Or maybe it's you thought should, but it's what we think should happen. That God's like, no, he wants your dependence on him. He wants your focus on him. He wants your focus on what he can do. And sure, he will use the world and the people around. But when there's darkness trying to imitate him, you've got to get real clear on his word and what's trying to be communicated because he's going to give you hope. He's going to give you encouragement. He's going to give you direction and wisdom and guidance for his plans and purposes. And his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But his love for you is so much more than you could ever dream possible. And I learn just a little bit more each day. And he knows my heart is desiring to know more of his love. And someone asked us, I'm going to share this with you. Someone asked us before, and it was on a job. And they were doing these training and bonding people and just kind of getting team unity. And they went one by one. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? And then they went on to, if you could be any animal, what would you be? Well, the superpower one, I was excited. You know, that was easy. What would your superpower be? Think about that. And then think about what that really means. The superpower that I said I wanted, if I could have any superpower, unconditional love. God is able to do unconditional love. That is a superpower. To be able to love that deeply, that purely, that's a superpower. Because there's no manipulation in it. There's nothing. It's just the pure love of God flowing. That's what touches hearts, changes lives, encourages people, breathes life into situations that need life. That's an incredible superpower. And they asked for animal. What would you be? And I wouldn't answer that. I didn't want to answer that. And they were pressing and they were pressing. I said, no, because I I don't want to be an animal. And then they asked a favorite animal. I could tell you, an animal I love, but I don't want to be an animal. And so I'm going to encourage you with this. All those with their superpower, it was really interesting. One wanted to be invisible, and it wasn't long after that. She was gone. 
no longer work there. So I just want to encourage you to be careful. It may sound all innocent fun in situations of the world. People who don't know don't. And it may not make a difference to them. But in some lives, I know for me, it has impact. Everything has impact. Everything you do has impact. Everything you say. And sometimes that's why I can get so discouraged. I felt like I messed up. I failed God this day. I failed God. Sometimes I feel like I failed him before the first hour of the day. But his mercies are new every day. He knows your heart. And if you are failing him but stumbling towards him, you're failing him but seeking him. You feel like you failed, but it's not a failure to God. He knows your heart. If you keep trying, you keep learning, you keep growing. It doesn't have to be compared, and you shouldn't compare it to other people's growth and progress. Oh, they will want you to be here and do it right now, and you got to do it and transform in their time frame. I've had people yell at me because I, I had fear. That doesn't do anything. This doesn't make the fear go away. You know, sometimes I was afraid as a kid because I got yelled at. Because that, that yelling carried with it a spirit behind it. So it wasn't the yelling. It wasn't the volume of the voice. It was the spirit that was coming through that. Whatever was trying to be accomplished. And so what usually happens when I share this is the enemy wants to yell at me through something else. A different situation. Maybe it's a store or wherever I go today. But I just say, Lord... I know you go before me. You walk with me and you're my rear guard. And so, Lord, I, I would. this would be my prayer today. Lord, I ask that you would calm anyone who would try to yell. Give them peace that surpasses all understanding. That they would not desire to yell. It would not be manifested in a loud voice. But, Lord, that you would give peace. And where that yelling would occur, you would give that person peace. Where that spirit would try to rise up in that person, you would give them your peace. And so that, my friend, I will pray for you. And I want to encourage you today that wherever you go, that God would manifest that peace where the enemy would normally try to rise up at you, that his peace would go before you and change that atmosphere. And that when you walk in, like normally you knew you would encounter some sort of argument and it wasn't there. God's pretty amazing sometimes. He's pretty amazing all the time. But when you get the even that one glimmer of what seems like a light that just causes darkness to flee, it's so exciting. And that, my friend, is why I can encourage you. Even though sometimes I get afraid, I encourage you. And God always shows up. And I just want to bless you with that because he's the one doing it. He's showing up for you. And what you do in obedience to him for other people, he's showing up for them too. And he's showing up in you and through you as you step out in faith. And he just multiplies the efforts. Where two or more are gathered, he is in the midst. And when one person can send however many angels to flight, two people can send multiplicity of angels to flight. 
And I'll tell you this. I don't know why, but this is reminding me, and I'm going to share it with you before I close. I woke up one morning with the word superfluous. I don't ever recall ever hearing that word, superfluous. What I share with you, the words, maybe it gets lengthy. It's not too much. It's not overbearing because my guilt would tell me, oh, I wasted too much time. I spoke too much, too many words. Some people can say what I do in maybe a two-minute segment. But for whatever reason, God has me continue until it's time where I know, okay, I'm done. Superfluous. It's in the Bible. Pretty cool, huh? All right, so I just want to bless you with that. Be encouraged today and be blessed. May the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening to Dynastream's podcast. I said a prayer for you today. For more encouragements, visit our Facebook page at Dynastream LLC. That's D-Y-N-A-S-T-R-E-A-M-L-L-C. We'd love to hear from you. See you there.